We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. MHP postgame show. Damn it. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to the MHP postgame show. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas. Pablo fucked up the production with me today. Heat win. Uh, we have Pablo, who uh, I think I'll throw in jail. <laughs> God, wrong one. Yeah, no, he he's at a bad start. You're already, you're already in jail. Uh, <laughs> we've got Siobhan, and we got our 2K coach, Frankie G. What it? Yeah, Pablo already threw me off. We're, we're, we're discombobulated, much like the Heat offense for a lot of that game. But they pull out a win. Miami beats the odds. I, I You can ask Bon in our chat. I gave up on the season at some point. You in need that to game put when... yourself in jail. You need <laughs> to put yourself in bars. You we only have so pessimistic. We only have budget for one prison today, and it's Pablo <laughs> ruining the start of the show. So he's in jail. And we're going to get into this game, man, because – the fourth quarter, you know, Brian Goyne said in our chat and, and tweeted it out, one of the most promising fourth quarters of the year. Frankie, we, we can start with you. I mean, somebody had to do it. Duncan took life by the horns and said, fuck it. If no one got it, I got it. <laughs> I was laughing that whole fourth quarter because uh, Duncan, I think Duncan was like 0 for 6 for the rest of the game. From he was three. 0 for 7 from oh, 3. Yeah. <laughs> leading up to the fourth in like at some point in the fourth he was over them i remember i used to talk to hot take harry and argue with him about in 2020 because duncan would shoot like amazing in the first quarter but he played like he would play four minutes in the fourth and shot like 20 percent. and harry would be like he needs to save the threes for the fourth quarter i'm like he's shooting 60 percent from the first quarter why does he why would he save it for the fourth like it's he's shooting 48 percent or whatever it was it doesn't matter. And Harry's like, no, save it for the fourth. This is an ideal Duncan hot take Harry game. <laughs> Shout out to Duncan saving the the off the dribble threes, the sidestep, the leaning, the one in the corner where he's falling mm, out yeah. of bounds to, to save the possession. Just like so many were like, fuck it. We're, we're not going to get a better shot than this. Let me just pull up and, and drain this. 
they were fucking we ball threes. The most open three he had, he was he thought about it for a second, and you know, once Duncan thinks about it, he's gonna miss and he fucking that that shit. And yeah, but no, he he's definitely saved the game uh in the fourth, brought them spark, brought them the energy offensively they needed. Bond, one of my favorite adjustments, I don't even know if you, we can call it an adjustment or just like he stepped up was, you know, they needed some sort of juice on the ball because it was a lot of what we get annoyed yeah. with the team by. It's like they're looking for threes and nothing at the basket, right? It's like we're going to we're going to pitch here. We're going to hand off here with a screen here and it's nothing going downhill. And I thought Duncan kind of made that really tough finish over AD and another Laker and just kind of gave him <laughs> a little bit of. Funny enough, ball handling juice that kind of got him going. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, why, again, we found ourselves in this universe where we're looking for Duncan to, like, bail us out with dribble drives and dribble penetrations and getting two feet in the paint and finishing over, you know, like the Monstars. And that layup was after that three in the corner. Like, the three in the corner was his first thing. And like he got, and you could see him feel like relieved once he got that. And then he went straight for that layup. I was like, oh shit, Duncan, like, okay, good for you. And then, so yeah, like you said, giving them, you know, some downhill juice. You still have to play him tough for the three. You still have to close out hard. Um, whether he's hitting or not, you know, he's combustible. And, you know, like you said, that got them going um, to the rim and it just felt uh, energizing. And then, you know, he was able to, you know, kind of open it up himself. Absolutely. And Pablo, I'm going to let I'm going to let you get a word in from from prison because I know D Rob's your boy. But, you know, nobody nobody's going to believe me. I swear to God, when he took that one in the corner, I not to be the LeBron meme. I, I knew that one was going to go in. I swear oh. to God, I, <laughs> I, I don't want to I'm not not to be the LeBron. meme. I knew that one was going in and. Yeah, Pablo, I, he just, you know, I, I tweeted he went gear five. I, I did that too. <laughs> awesome. He just fucking, he just stepped up, man. He, Bro, his confidence is just through the roof. Because as a shooter, when you're 0 for 6, that shit fucks with your brain so hard. But for him, he just said, I'm going to shoot. I'm going to shoot over AD. I'm going to shoot over anyone. And once he hit that first shot, I, I knew, I also kind of knew it was over because like, you're not you're not just making those shots out of nowhere, you know. Like you can be 0 for seven, but then like if you if you're gonna hit your first shot like that, then that's you already found your rhythm as a shooter. But then you know, then he breaks uh, he breaks like a wide open one. So like, I don't know. I'm I just sorry. Really, I, I just I have I just got word that John Crotty on the broadcast said a hand job situation. <laughs> yeah, you didn't hear that. Oh, I, I was watching the ESPN broadcast. I I'm gonna play the. I'm gonna download the clip and play it for for the audience. I did. Were you watching the the Bally? No, the I saw the I saw the clip because Brian shared it in the chat and everybody oh was my talking God, about I it on Twitter. I did not see that. I, no, that's crazy. Yeah, he. It was one of Reeves flopping uh, at the end, and he goes, he he got him with a little bit of a hand job situation. That's crazy. That's that's, that's fucking. <laughs> That is so fucking funny. And we're not gonna we're not gonna just skate past Pablo saying as a shooter when you're over six, <laughs> he's compared himself to Duncan. I, yeah, I, I I gotta be honest, I didn't listen to a word Pablo said. <laughs> this hand job situation thing came to my attention, and I felt that my my attention was needed elsewhere. We have a show to produce, baby. <laughs> 
Great for, great for the host to not be paying attention to what his co-hosts are saying. Hand job situation? Bon, are you aware of this? <laughs> Naughty karate. Naughty karate. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. John Karate said hand job situation on the broadcast. I, I, I don't know for what. Oh, my God. But, no, I'm not aware at all. Yeah. Missed that completely. Yeah, missed that completely. But, man, what, 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 what a night. Uh, you know, the, the three that Duncan hit on the switch on AD just fucking stepped into mm. that and shot it. There was a there was a play bond where and I thought Duncan had incredible like floor manipulation where he was running a pick and roll with Bam. He got the AD switch, brought AD out. He was in a corner and he he was able to dribble out while AD was on him. Give Bam the entry pass with Torian Prince who got him got on him on that switch. And Duncan floated to the wing, and AD kind of, kind of like went to go with Duncan, and then immediately goes, "Oh fuck!" and goes right to Bam. Bam scores over yep. uh, Torian Prince, and it's like stuff like that. That spatial awareness, the that was planned, right? That was like I gotta get out of the corner, and I'm gonna do this, and like shit like that. It's not just the threes, and like oh, he's a pretty finish. It's plays like that that you get them a bucket to like step on their neck while you're the handler when they switch AD onto you. And by the way, the Lakers put LeBron James on Duncan Robinson because they were like, this needs to stop. <laughs> so, yeah, but I just wanted to highlight that play and what you thought of it because I, I just thought that those were the kinds of plays that really separated them in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and it's, it's again, the Duncan as, like, the ball handler reading things like that repeatedly. So Anthony Davis did a really, really good job the entire night of showing to the ball handler coming off of whatever the BAM action was, but he was getting back to BAM's body so well. A lot of times it, uh, it resulted in, like, those disruptive lob throws, but other times he was just presenting himself. Like, the lob couldn't have even been thought about because there was no space to get it over AD. So to your point, to get AD switched on him and retreat, pull him out of the way. Like, you can enter into BAM without it having to be a lob, but you have to move the big motherfucker out the way. So to mm -hmm. pull him... And then, you know, find the entry and then help it be a little bit easier for them. Um, like you said, that's just beautiful awareness. That's great basketball intelligence um, and just a just, you know, just an, an understanding of what's happening in that moment. It's great recognition in the moment. Yeah. Um, Pablo, can you please play the John Crotty um, audio for us, please? I'm weak. Okay, it's not, hand job. it's not it's not yeah. hand job situation. He didn't refer to it as a hand job. Pablo, please play it again. Just a slight push, a little bit of a hand job there by Austin. Yeah, That's an he, M. He just he called it a he called it a hand job. It wasn't it wasn't a hand, a, bit of a hand job situation. Hand job situation is way funnier than just normal hand job. Right. So there's a distinct <laughs> come on, Twitter. There's a, there's a difference. You know what I mean? Like hand job is still funny. I'm not going to lie. Indeed after Maybe. hours. Yeah. That would have been on the naughty karate uh, for sure. <laughs> People calling it a ham job. Dar Darvin. It was. He said him. <laughs> oh, so he said ham? I think he said ham. I, I really think he, think he I, said ham. It's hard. I'm not going to give Let's him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I, just, <laughs> I really want to break this down. Pablo, play one Let's more time. Let's not. All right. Oh, my gosh. One more time. He said ham job. Ooh, I, I, I think I might hear the ham. I will not give him the benefit of the doubt because he's karate. 
Um, but <laughs> a little bit of a ham croqueta. A little bit of a ham. Oh, man, I, miss, I haven't had croquetas in forever. I miss croquetas. <laughs> so Duncan wasn't the only dude who really stepped up today. Kevin Love was enormous. And I think that kind of the, the flow of the game, they started off really incredible. They were getting a lot of turnovers. And we're going to get into some of how disappointed I was in the offense. I mean, at some point, they had like six points on nine Laker turnovers or something like that. And that was just not good enough. <laughs> Kevin Love comes in the game, and I really enjoyed the two big look that they gave with him and Bam. I thought that was the best that they looked. And they were in zone for a lot of those possessions. And I think Bam just struggled defensively today. And I think the zone, I, I joked pre-show, I was like, man, the, the zone was times as much for Bam as it was for Kevin and Duncan and, and, and Jovic and those other guys, Bond. But Miami did a lot of two big looks tonight. And we could transition into your son, Jovic, but... That was like for me, yeah, for them, and it's something that it's a different kind of look than they've had in years past. Yeah, you you have you have the body in uh, Kevin, who is still able to space. He's a great rebounder to be as unathletic as he is. He leverages his off arm beautifully. He knows that he just needs to create just enough space to get the defender away enough to get the other hand up. You know the outlet in in Ragon. I I do. I love what we were able to get out of him offensively. I like how he helped shore up um, some of the paint defensively and um, helped kind of anchor and, and batten down the back of that zone. And he got shaky, and coming off of that Clipper zone was fucking shaky. Um, but <laughs> the I, Lakers I can't like shoot it. like them though. They cannot. Know. There's no Norman Powell on the Lakers. Praise God. And there's um, there's yeah. no Paul George either on the Lakers. I mean, yeah. Paul George would be the best yeah. player in the there's Lakers. There's no right shooter. Now. There's no shooter on the Lakers. Like, there's no pure shooter. It's um, who's it supposed to be for them? Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Oh, he's so handsome. I love him so much. Yeah, I, I love the look today. Yeah, we were I mean, Gabe, <laughs> one of the all-time most handsome Heat players. Frankie, <laughs> K Love, fucking <laughs> out there battling. K-Love, and I love how Twitter was clowning Doc Rivers like, oh, it's Kevin Love Drive. <laughs> yes, dude. Oh, my God. And that's like part of the fucking business package right now, Frankie. Man, Kevin's been awesome uh, all season long. All uh, season. The outlet passing, creating good transition opportunities. The rare good ones are usually start like with a good outlet pass by Kevin, by Kyle, or Tyler. Uh, the other ones are when they try to dribble it up and, and take a three on two uh, or wait for somebody to get back and then start attacking or to take a contested jumper when you have numbers. It's awful. Uh, but Kevin, uh, he, he, he brings the rebounding, the real rebounding, uh, as Bond likes to say, with a good box out, contested rebounding uh, makes a huge difference. He's uh, I think somebody posted it today um, that he like leads the NBA in like rebound percentage defensively. Uh, like 30 something percent and it makes sense uh yeah. and Bam, i think bam was like top, like 10th or something like that they they've both done a really good job uh whether together or um as sole bigs um and his spacing he you mentioned it um i don't remember if you tweeted it or you put it in the chat but he was he did a great job in the fourth relocating and and giving the guy some space bringing you know when ad was on him or whoever was guarding him he would move and relocate to open some stuff up for the for the driving lanes for the cutting lanes uh, he's real smart. Um, I felt like they could have gone to him a few times. There was one uh, Bam transition uh, pull up three, a uh, pull up uh, mid range that uh, was contested that he had Kevin on the swing, and I got so upset. 
because uh, he it was mm-hmm. a great look for him. If if Kevin shot it from three or if he was cutting, I, I would have liked either one. But uh, you know, he's just been great uh, on both ends, and I, I think you can't ask for much more from Kevin. The drives are I, I compared them to to ventilators, like you know when you're out, like you know <laughs> they're the ventilators to Miami's offense at times because really. They they over they, they overplay the shooting and really like when Love gets that pass, you know, typically it's it's from the corner. And when Love is a recipient of that pass, it's usually late clock. And they're, you know, the actions happen and that's like off the secondary pass. Defenses are closing in hard. And he's got he's like, I can do this. I can just take one, two dribbles, get to the spot, mm-hmm. and then do it. And and by the way, I thought he competed defensively today and really all season, but today. I mean, he's banging inside. He's making plays. You know, he he was really good in the zone. I I, I thought, um, and I just think that like that's not been an issue. They stopped showing him so high and hard. Yes, yep. They're just playing him in a normal drop, and he survived. And I think you got to give Miami's well. kind of guards a little bit of credit too, because as much as we give them shit for it, like that's a two man job, and they're helping Kevin mm-hmm. survive out there. But that's been a that's been a huge thing, and, and he's. I think I think he's been really like solid in the zone. You know, like their defense isn't like staunch as it has been in years past, but it's it's surviving, and he provides so much on offense that you know what I mean. Like you just you fucking take the good with the bad, you know. I would even like when they go too big to try something with Kevin in the middle and let Bam on the on the wing, uh, just because the, when when in twenty twenty when they had uh, redacted, Bam would play on the on the perimeter and helped out with the weak side help. Yeah. Uh, and, they're, and they're crashing the boards and, and Kevin's been solid. I like Kevin a lot more inside than outside phrasing, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. um, but he's, he's going to take charges. He's going to rebound. So it's not going to hurt you. And, and you do, you still he have has good hands, hands, Frankie. He has really yeah. good hands. He, he, he's, he's got a little bit of the jerk where, where he's going to strip you if you're, you're careless with it uh, driving inside. Uh, but he's real smart. He's going to, he's willing to take charges. I, I, I just like to see it just to see how it looks. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, I'm not opposed if it doesn't work. It doesn't work. But I, I think it, it could work. The the thing with Kevin, too, and I think Kyle's similar in this way, too. Like, I don't think they're good, like, defenders in the sense of, like, they're going to get isolated. Like, they're probably going to get cooked or something or if they're targeted, you know. But, like, they just, like, are defenders that make plays. Like, they'll get that timely strip. They'll get that good charge. Like, they'll, they'll give that really smart double at that, like, opportune time. And. It's like kind of, I mean, obviously those guys have been there, seen it all, but, you know, just credit to Kevin for, you know, at his age, Kevin being younger than Kyle is also kind of funny. I believe the broadcast that he was 35, Kyle's about to be 38. So shout out, shout out to, to K-Love. Uh, let's move into the other big man that played next to Bam today. He started the night. He's not on a five. Your son, Nikola Jovic. Huh? He's not a five, but he is number five. He's yeah. not a five, but he is number five. Um, the coast to coast layups, the the getting Bam involved, the 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 triggering of actions, the playing within the flow of the offense. You know, talk talk about your boy, man. I mean, I, this is this is for you. This is for you, Bond. This is what you've been waiting for. This is my kid, man. I, every game that he gets a decent amount of run, you can visibly see his comfort on the floor grow, and. So 15 and eight, eight rebounds. That's an important thing. And especially, like you say, he's taking it and he has been a primary ball handler all his life. So he's comfortable in the open floor. He's making good decisions. Um, he knows when to pull it out, when to try to set something up. And he knows when he feels like he has, you know, he can call his own number. Um, 
and the the getting bam involved like it's again the, my whole thing about like size does so much for you in so many different ways as a small point guard trying to throw over top of length you have to give it loft and so you're more likely for the shit to sail or to be in the air too long to where you can get other hands you know kind of up in it with a bigger ball handler you can start the ball high and just kind of zip it in there and it, it the ball picks up energy the receiver player feels like more confident in whatever the fuck it is that they're kind of about to do and just i love the the confidence shooting it three for five from three and the two that he missed they were good looks like they i just am happy that you know he's been advocated for a huge shout out to jimmy i don't know what he's like what his conversations with spoke kind of have been at but you cannot tell me that there has not been some and just like hey you know give the dude a try hey play him with bam play him with guys who can help him not look as bad defensively and he's gotten better um defensively in you know kind of the time like you need time to play through your mistakes but to also be able to recognize the mistakes that you have been making so that you cannot make them again um i, I thought he looked good tonight and i hope they continue to kind of get um get him in spots and, and let him grow and you know become a better just a, a better overall and more confident ball player for this group i think he can do a lot for this team we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. By the way, I want to give a quick shout out to our subs for the night. JJock44, resubscribed to tier one for 18. They've been subscribed for 36 months. It's crazy. Dang. We also have uh, Leo IMPR. Uh, they've subscribed for six months. So welcome to the proceedings, you know, for this half year. Appreciate the, the love and support you know we, we we have a lot of offerings you know mixed bag mhb all sorts of fun stuff so thank you for tuning in to all we have frankie yeah like you know i a bond has hit the nail on the head you know and i, I think that having guys like you know even even divorced from kind of the schematic stuff i think like yes the the little boost you get from just seeing a new guy do it and you know that those guys on the bench are like happy for him I think like, you know, kind of that play for each other mentality, I think it's important in like the grind of an 82 game season, particularly on the road when you're missing so many guys. And, you know, that I think that matters a little bit, man. I, I think that matters. And you just you got something new to root for. Everybody needs to mix it up a bit. And and I, I think kind of Jovic getting those minutes was like that. And I don't know if you guys listen. I know, Bon, you did. Frankie, I don't know if you did. If you listen to the OG's uh, podcast with Udonis and Mike Miller, 
and they mm. talk to Bam, and Bam be like, "Yeah, man, it'd be like, I go through shoot around. They don't tell me nothing. Then after shoot around, I didn't do a drill. Suppose like, hey, you're starting, and Bam's like, hey, what? Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah, <laughs> and I bet they probably did some similar shit to Jovic today because that just sounds so spo. But young young man yep. was ready. No, he absolutely was. And I'm sorry, Bond, but you you owe me child support because I gave birth to Jovic fandom <laughs> on draft no. night. You didn't you hadn't heard of him before the draft. I I knew about him. I gave birth Fair. to him. I'll give, you him. can have the most I wanted know, him. Most custody. I wanted him. <laughs> I wanted him. Me and Kenny were doing a draft show to three people. <laughs> and uh, shout out to the loyal listeners, but we were talking about uh how Jovic was the guy we wanted. Uh, but no, deep, that yeah. was deep in the weeds of draft talk. We were super deep in the weeds. Uh, <laughs> no, but he uh, seriously, he it, it's it's about some freshness. We saw how yeah, last year yes. got super stagnant. Kevin Love came in, even though the second half wasn't pretty. It, it, the playoffs, the dynamics were changed changed because of a new voice, a new body, new new uh, perspective. Uh, and Jovic it brings a lot of energy. He doesn't um, – I think uh, uh, Brian Fonseca uh, from Five Reasons said he's not the most Miami Heat player, but that's not a bad thing. Like, they need some freshness. This isn't a good offense. This is a very average offense at best. They don't get to the rim. They're awful in transition, uh, like, looks – like, uh, process-wise and effectiveness-wise, and as we saw tonight – and Jovic brings some energy there that some badly needed energy. It's not just, you know, Bond mentions the size, which is really important because they don't have size. And he, but he brings versatility. He brings an eagerness to play. Um, and, you know, he, he, what he can play with the ball, but he can also play off the ball. He moves the ball well. He's unselfish with it. In transition, he's looking to make the, the right pass, be aggressive when it's there, moves the ball in the half court. Like, it's not like I don't get this talk that he has to have the ball. To be effective, he has to hit a spot of shoot, shoot, uh, threes. Like this ISO-driven offense sucks. Frankly, sucks. Bam, holding, catching the ball, pu- punching it, standing up, and and everybody staring does not do anything for the uh, the team. It does not. Nothing. Him taking a contested mid-range does not do anything for the team. It's the same thing with Tyler. Same thing with Jimmy. The ball needs to move more. Their offense is really bad, and Jovic brings a little bit of wild card. Sometimes it's turnovers and 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 uh, over eagerness, but the kid hasn't fucking played. Like he does need to sharpen up some shit. He's been a lot better recently. The you know, uh, Brady Hawk mentioned it. I'm so mad because I haven't been on a pod in a while, so I haven't been able to talk about it. And Brady beat me to it, so I look like I'm copying him. Uh, but he, he he does have the Duncan thing where he uh, that Duncan had really early where he's very handsy. Uh, when guys come up there, if you watch the, the Jimmy yeah. and, and Nico one on one, he's he's ready to put his yeah. hands on Jimmy right away, <laughs> and that's that's a little bit of the Euro basketball too. And he's got to adjust and uses his uh, chest more. But I think the size, the shooting, the the ball movement, the passing, the IQ, the the willingness to move uh, the ball is so important. And most importantly, that we haven't talked about, Pablo, cue it up for me. He came into LA and said. Who LeBron James? Is this your king? Huh? Really? Is this your king? <laughs> I'm sorry. Nico had 15 <laughs> points. Punch. LeBron had 12. Who's the real king? LeBron. My other child had 16 and gave me that baseline 
turnaround <laughs> on the king. So you know. minus twenty. Hit him with the Mexican shake, dog. <laughs> <laughs> the horchata shake. Shit was, shit was. That was nice. the, that was the Jaime horchata, dude. I've never seen that was incredible schmicks. Like just Ooh. got them dirty. It was so so great. smooth, so smooth. Freaky, you're super right too about like just the freshness of it. We talk. I know I talk a lot about like just the idea of new blood and just having a new source of energy. And it, and he's a mix of like being new blood, but also. A guy that you have, yeah, using Black Panther clip for Nikola Yova is a wild shot. But, you know, you, you Nico just, Hodge, just, end up. just stay with us. But, yeah, like he's 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 fresh in the sense that he hasn't played a lot, but he has been with the group now enough for, like you said, them to want to see him do well. So it's a, it's a lot of, you know, j- kind of exuberant energy and just like collective, like, yes, like happiness for this guy who's, you know, starting to figure it out. Absolutely. Um, I just, I want to kind of, so we talked about all the great stuff that happened tonight. Oh, man. Oh, There's man. a lot of great stuff. And the last <laughs> thing I want to say is Cooper Moorhead had a great stat. So Miami played a season high 47 possessions of zone tonight, allowing 0.78 points per possession in that look. I think a lot of that was, I'm sorry, this chat's fucking killing me so Crabs like it's someone insert Nico into the clip from playing. I'm weak. Don't do that. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think part of that success in the zone was obviously Miami has a lot of zone activity, like and, and they're they play a very active zone, and I think they have a very effective zone. I think part of it is the Lakers did not have enough shooting to solve it. There were times that right. they would throw the ball to AD in the middle. And Miami was swarming and they were doing a great job of kind of pestering it. And listen, AD had a great game. And I when I was worried was AD had a couple slips off like early screens in the zone where mm-hmm. he got robbed. And I that's Bond. For me, I was like, uh oh. Here it goes. Oh that's, damn. Like they just keep doing this. <laughs> house of cards. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. And yeah, I thought the Lakers went away from what was working. And I don't yeah. really, I mean, maybe there's a smarter basketball person that sees it, but there was kind of that clear area. And that's kind of what I what I want to get into real quick as we close out the show is Miami played a bad game, in yeah. my opinion. And the Lakers are not a very good team. The Lakers are a below 500 team that, you know, is kind of meandering along the, the dredges of the Western Conference. They had tw- 23 turnovers or something today. They had 23 turnovers, and I believe Miami made 15 more threes than them. I want to get the numbers right. Miami hit 16 threes tonight. The Lakers hit four. He hit 12 more threes than them, and the Lakers had 24 turnovers. 21 turnovers. Miami Uh, had eight. The fact that that game was so close for so long was really frustrating, and I, I, I I tweeted on the timeline, like, this is like a pathetic showing. Bam was getting fucking fried and man, it was bad. It was it was just bad, bro. That's like as bad as I've ever seen him play defense. He, Bond, you even mentioned it, and Alpha's mentioned it too. Like he, he, it's almost like he took the AD match matchup personally and just like forced stuff. He just looked bad. Tyler was awful for a lot of that game, and I know like he had like good scoring numbers and he hit a nice three at the end. His decision making was bad. He was a huge part of why their offense bogged down. And I don't know. I mean, 
and I, anybody can kind of can kind of hop in on this, but I watched that game and my takeaway, and I'm glad that Duncan had a great fourth quarter and they were able to kind of close the door yeah. on the Lakers. But I was left like, I know that you're missing guys, but when the Lakers gift you that many possessions and you hit that many more threes in them, you know, it cannot, you cannot be fighting for your fucking lives up until like a guy goes nuts. I don't know. Like I, I was just unhappy about it and I, I didn't like the game and, and they just fizzle out in the second half like a lot. And it's just annoying. I just, I feel like it just showed how bad our paint defense is. Like the Lakers weren't hitting any threes, but they were getting whatever they wanted inside the paint. Yeah, because they were it, doing the zone slip stuff. Yeah, but I've, that's the I feel like that's the only reason why the game was close to begin with. Because if you're if you're beating them by the turnovers by like fifteen, and then you have like twelve more threes, you should be up by twenty by thirty. But since the Heat are so weak inside the paint, it just allowed the Lakers to get easy bucket after easy bucket after easy bucket, and no no matter and. At the end of the day, a two is easier to make than a three. So the more twos you make, it can sometimes outweigh how many threes you make. And I just feel like that's what, what the Heat showed tonight. They, they won because the Lakers uh, turned over the ball like 25 times. I the Lakers why. gave them the game. Like, yeah. I, I mean, Duncan kind of earned it at the end, but like, and they played a great fourth quarter, but the Lakers just gave them the game. Yeah, the Lakers were 25 of 33 from inside five feet. That is nuts. What were we? Can you, Jeff, Nichols, can you find that for us? Yeah, can you? Can Go you, ahead, uh, Frankie. But it, it's just, they, the Heat were really slow on defense uh, to, to even in the zone, uh, to allow those slips. They weren't being physical enough. They felt, they sent the Lakers to the, uh, to the line seven more times than they did, committed nine more fouls. Uh, you know, Pablo mentioned the they were four for 30 and they still, uh, the Lakers had 18 more points in the paint than the Heat. When you're not shooting the ball well, you're supposed to collapse harder, be inside mm-hmm. a lot tighter. But they were able to to just out physical them. Part of that is the size too. The Lakers have a lot more size than the Heat, and with the Heat playing eight guys today, really short rotation, uh, for some reason that I would really love to hear uh, answer to why why he went to that. that not questioning him. Who, who did you want about. to play that didn't play? No, I'm just curious of why he played eight guys uh, only. I think it's availability too. It's Kane, just like, Kane was has been playing well. He's he was available. I, I have not been a fan of the uh, the RJ Hampton minutes experience. I don't think he's ready yet, and I understand when they get Josh back that he leaves a rotation. And I, I, if size is your problem, I mean, I just I just watched Paul George use Jamal Kane as a toothpick you know, like all, all night. So it's like, I like Jamal Kane. I, I don't know if, and I, I said it last time. It's like Jamal gave you like a good game against the Clippers for like who Jamal Kane is, but it's like, ultimately like he's not at a, I don't think he's like a, a high level NBA rotation player yet. No, I think he could be, but I just think that at least the guys that played tonight are like real NBA players. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they're like, you know, like, no, but my point is, it's not. He's not guarding James Harden, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, and Kawhi Leonard today. For sure, he's got he's got to switch on to Tarian Prince and Cam Reddish. It's a lot easier job. Yeah, and they could use some size and rebounding from from that perspective. And I also with, think getting a win, you shorten your rotation. Like, hey, we we need a fucking win. We're just gonna play our best guys. No, I that's probably the reason too. But I'm just yeah. I'm just curious because normally in a game like this, he wouldn't play Jovic 28 minutes. So that's yeah, where I'm curious about. 
the perspective. Like I'm not I also think like Jovic playing. I'm just curious. So Jovic and Josh. No, I, I totally and I and I just think Jovic and Josh entering the rotation is like there there becomes a little redundancy because it's like okay, well, like where do you play? You know, you, you don't want you know. Okay, well, Josh is now taking these minutes at guard, and then Jovic is taking like one of these kind of slots at forward. That also means that Jaime is playing a little bit of forward and a little bit of guard. So it's like it's. I think that's kind of difficult to find a slot minutes for Kane because I, I don't really think I, anybody played. I think the only reason you have like the Josh minutes over Jamal is because you feel more comfortable with yeah josh on ball for whatever level of comfort kind of that is but i do think i frankie i kind of agree a little bit and g i understand what you're saying too so like pg on jamal that is like not same height but they're they're level to level enough to where like the kind of brute strength of pg can kind of just go through a jamal i feel like there was space maybe again not necessarily calling for it but i could see uh a situation where you have Jamal just be quick, just be quick footed and quick hands on like uh, Christie or on an Austin Reeves or like even be able to kind of get up under a little bit and, you know, kind of disrupt one of the, the L.A. forwards. But I wasn't upset, you know, and I'm not saying that you're upset with it either, Frank. I wasn't upset that kind of Jamal played, but I do, you know, I, gee, I understand your frustration. And I do think like the offense did bog down. I, I, it's weird. I feel a little bit different, or at least the earlier part of Tyler's game, I wasn't upset with. There became like a three, four possession stretch. And I think like the third of him pressing where it started to, um, you know, kind of separate a little for me. I'm like, all right, you know, kind of relax, mood a little bit. But I thought for the most part early on, um, and it might've just been a function of other people playing well. Yo, we're just hitting shots. Um, Hakez is doing things like it felt like it was maybe a little bit more Kyle was hitting shots it maybe felt like a little bit more of a function of other guys doing things well so there was less of a need for Tyler to or to press or or he just felt like he was easier able to kind of settle down into the, the lower rung of the hierarchy a little bit but I, I wasn't upset until the second half with with Tyler's process but yeah you know it, it sucks that it's uh a Duncan explosion in the fourth that gives you, you know, a little bit of relief breath. But again, I think you just have to be happy winning games on the um, road, especially. Yeah. On the, and again, after that Clippers game and what I still hate in that, in that jazz loss, um, I think it was important. Like you said, play your guys, get a win, get out of here. I had so, uh, one of on, my, I'll, followers, I'll, sorry. Uh, one of my followers that mentioned that, because uh, I was wondering where Tyler was too, because Spo usually would go back to him in the fourth. Uh, and so one of my followers said that he noticed Tyler was uh, flexing his shoulder a lot on his way out, and they, they might have been some treatment or something. So it might have been that. But uh, I mean, I I only saw the the fourth. I only got to see the fourth quarter because I got home uh, late from work. Frank, uh, you but, lie, and you never admit that on air. I know you said that to Pablo, but I'm I'm a vet. I can get I can get away with it. <laughs> Please don't do that. Um, work, Frankie. Just, just lie. <laughs> <laughs> no but uh when tyler when tyler came in uh the the process was pretty much the same he wasn't really forcing the issue the first shot i yeah. think I thought the first shot he kind of forced a little bit it was a tough shot uh but i mean they weren't getting good looks they weren't getting good looks at all it was just you know duncan hit a, a contested shot bam hit a contested shot jaime hit a hit a contested shot like it was stuff like that they they when they moved the ball Put that off, back up yeah, you can move the ball um, well off the ball. You can cut and everything, but
But if you have no real threat on the ball to get by guys and the, there's no real rim threats, it's really hard to be a, a good offense. Uh, okay, and our, our best rim threat was Duncan Robinson and Jaime on the cut. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they, I, I just don't think there's like, if it's, if it's not Jimmy, it's, it's, it hasn't it's no been one. on the roster. And, and to your point, just like when you have a, when you have a slasher, it's so much easier to get open shots. And then when you, when you don't have Jimmy playing, the offense gets so stagnant. And just, even when Jimmy plays, even when Jimmy plays, yeah, it, it's yeah. less stagnant with Jimmy when I see it. But like, the answer is the Leches. Shout out to the person who just put the comment. What did you call? What did you call the lineup? Heavy, heavy cream, heavy cream. Kyle and four Leches. It used to be three. We got four heavy cream. But yeah, that is that's our most movement. That's when the ball pops the most. The the Leches are our best four shooters. Like it feels. It's our Larry. Bonus without the Leches is is dry. That shit is dry as can be. There's no, Man. there's no milk in there. You, you're, you're, you're gasping exactly. at the cinnamon toast crunch. It's suffocating. Yeah. Come on, man. You're doing the cinnamon Heavy challenge cream. for no reason. I mean, Kyle can be the fifth leche. He could be the he was hooping the with leche. them. Yeah, he's the douche of the leche. He was hooping with them today. That's the heavy cream lineup. A heavy cream. Tyler Duncan, Kevin, Jovich, or Jaime. Four of the five. Wait, Four we can have five. a whole lineup. Jovich, Love, Jaime. D Rob Hero. Do you remember the all lefty lineup? The, the, the other team is like, I want to see it. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to see that. <laughs> I want to attack you. <laughs> Heaviest cream. No, sir. Just stick with heavy cream. I, I and Bond to, to kind of circle back, like, you know, I think what was working for them was the Lakers were turning the ball over and they were running a lot, right? So it looked mm-hmm. like the offense was kind of like kind of popping and, and going. But I thought every time they got in the half court, it was a lot of over dribbling, a lot of you know, like I think there was like one shot that Tyler took that you know, like outside of transition that I that I liked. It was like a pump fake into like a little inside, like eighteen foot mid range shot that he missed uh, mm-hmm. on the right corner. Um, but for the most part, just like just did not enjoy his process. Could just really could not get by any Laker, you know, in pick and roll. And, and it's a little frustrating because like he's just like a lot better than like Austin Reeves is like a nice okay player, and. You know, Tyler is like a lot better than he is. And the fact that like Austin can get downhill and Tyler can, it's like a little annoying. You know, it's like, you know, Tyler's, it's like you, you just gotta, you gotta give him a little more than that. So stuff like that's frustrating. And then it's like a lot of using clock that, you know, and then it's like pass the Duncan, hey, can, can you shoot this fucking 32 footer or whatever? And yeah, it's me like out. a lot of, it's, okay. you know, when Dwayne did it, it was okay. But Tyler, <laughs> you can't. That was a Dwayne Wade special, bro. Dribble out the clock and then, like, fucking give it to somebody else to take the shot at the end. That was the classic. Frankie's laughing because he knows that was the classic. I hate that. Daquan Cook's shooting percentage just down the dog. I was thinking Q Rich. He went Daquan. I was like, yo, Q, you take it, dog. I just think with Hero, he doesn't look for contact. And I just don't, I don't know why. Because he doesn't beat anybody. He's saying that. He's brittle. Oh, he's brittle. Oh, he doesn't. Oh, he's, he misses 15 Hold games on, a year Pablo. without playing. He doesn't beat anybody contact. off the dribble. Look for a contact. Bake. For what? I mean, bro, just what fucking. Austin Reeves does it. Austin Reeves is bigger. You get contact with bigger. You behind you. You don't yeah. fucking. What are you going to do? you going to crash into the guy? You say that, but it's like, what does that mean? He needs to beat his man off the dribble. Hey, man. All that work for what? 
that's why okay. that's why he's kind of better like when you when you give him a pin down you give him a head start and it, yes, uh, and let create me, the yeah. advantage already he gets yes. the loop he's well, coming off a pin down into the dho and and gets it he he used uh, he hasn't done it as much this year but he used to take like a really wide angle instead of like catching it off the dho and go straight a, a tight curl he would go really wide to give himself some extra space uh and a, a better angle uh, but it's stuff like that that you have to kind of create the advantage for him because he doesn't have the on the ball juice to get there. And this is the, th- the thing about him being the primary guy is his main thing on the dribble is to get to a mid range shot, yeah. which which the defense is going to live with. You know that's why he needs to be. That's why I like I like it a little bit better when he's looking for it from the from outside the three point line. So at least the threat is a three point shot. And the defense gonna react a little bit more. I I don't love that it's only a three point shot. I like he has the threat as, of a mid range as well. But um, he can he if he can't get to the rim and or get to the line, he, you can only get your ceiling is is capped. So what fake said resubscribe with Prime and also sent us a message. Can't get these dumb games on cable. I joined to see if we won, and the vibe was saying, no, you guys had me shook. We lost another lead. <laughs> and that's why that we saved deep. this part for the end, what Fake said. Because in the beginning, it was all happy and yay, Duncan, Shout out to you, yay, what Kevin, yay, Jovic. And you didn't even talk about Jaime much. Yeah, I mean, he's just another day at the office. Um, we mentioned the dream. We mentioned the horchata shake. That's, that's all. And, uh, and yeah, guys, I mean, thanks for rocking with us. At 1 a.m., Here's one more game on this road trip. It's against yep. Phoenix. One quick on- stat uh, from Jeff Nicholas. Lakers shot 25 of th- 33 within five feet of the rim. They shot 9 of 48 outside of five feet. Yikes. Yikes. If you're shooting that well from inside the pin, you're going to be able to stay in any game. Outside yeah. of what? Five feet? Five feet. Pablo, you're talking about inside the paint. You are still inside the paint from no, no, that's out. like from three from mid range. Yeah. Like inside the paint, like he they're just getting whatever they wanted. And I just feel like that's what happens when you have love at the center of the zone and not Bam. Because Bam was out there guarding AD most of the time. He had to be that's why I feel like Love had 14 rebounds and, and Bam only had seven. Because Bam usually rebounds good against the Lakers. But he didn't have that good of a rebounding game today. But Kevin Love had a great rebounding game. Well, they, they played a lot together. Rebounds. They played a lot together too. Like today was a heavy two big day, yeah. especially because the Lakers Love were playing. The, the, the Lakers it. played AD and Wood, particularly at the end, and yeah. so my it kind of gave Miami the excuse. And and I thought Kevin held up like fine defensively. No, he played great. Yeah, just wait till the NBA gives Anthony Davis a rebound. <laughs> They're gonna give him three rebounds despite Miami. So you can get to 20 and 20. I'll get to get to 20 and 20. But yeah, folks, that's uh listen, you you win a game on the road, it, it's never a bad thing. And, and win by double figures. Alex Solana, our very own, our, our our alumni, Alex Solana, now currently doing Miami Heat post-game radio for uh WQAM and 560, said he became the first team in the Eastern Conference to win eleven road games. That's crazy. Season. Wow. So listen. They've been a good road team. Mike Breen on the ESPN broadcast mentioned that. kept kept mentioning that. It's it's really like he had like three notes, and that was that was one of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it was very funny. He just he just really kept saying that, and I was like, oh, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Did you know that he were one of the best road teams in the league? I did not. Yeah, they mentioned it last game. 
we cover them. We cover them. And I, I didn't know. I was like, oh, interesting. <laughs> I, I, Here's a positive. The Heat are the only team that's undefeated against their own division. Really? They're yeah. Gonna, I think so. The Southeast usually. Well, we should be. <laughs> They're just garbage, bro. I mean, God. Orlando's the best of the bunch. Although they Those have Orlando games have fucking frightened us for years. Oh, bro, they play them. They play them coming up. Uh, I think they play them next Friday or some shit. So scared. I'm gonna be in. Montreal. Franz got hurt. Franz huh? got hurt. Franz oh, got really? like. That's I think it's really bad. Like supposedly, like he just he he went out the rest of the game. I don't want to hear that. I hope. I hope. Um. But yeah, guys. So I think I'll be on on Friday. So we can get usually we're off on weekends, but it's Phoenix. It's a fun game, and I'll be yes. on. But Frankie will be off. Me and Frankie fucking rolling on Friday against the Suns. They'll probably see me here too. I have yeah. no life. Well, so, and uh, yeah, appreciate y'all. Appreciate my co-host for doing this, and uh, you know, uh, happy New Year's to all that I haven't seen yet in the comments. Appreciate y'all rocking with us another year, and uh, yeah, we'll see you Friday. Feliz see you guys. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.